0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Run Painless, Run Ageless. I'm your host, Brian Boyle. I am a physical therapist, a runner, a father, a business owner, and uh, if you're uh, just joining us for the first time, thank you, welcome, and if you've been here before, welcome back Hey, if you if you haven't been here before, I, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode one. That really gives you an idea as to who I am, what this you know podcast is about, who uh, who I am as a physical therapist, as a runner, uh, you know what the uh, the goal of this podcast is, and, and then you'll get a, you know kind of a, a better flavor of uh, you know of who should be listening to this and and, and who I've designed this for. Uh, and if you've like I said, if you've been here before, welcome back. And if, if you wouldn't mind going and, and uh, you know telling other folks about this, uh, it does help with the numbers. Uh, but also if you wouldn't mind leaving a review that would be awesome Uh, whatever source you're listening to this from whether it's iTunes Spotify um, anchor.fm whatever that may be we we love those reviews it gives me an idea as to to how I can help improve the show and uh, you know and also lets others know who should be listening so without further ado today I want to talk to you about recovery because as we age, recovery becomes that much more important, and I think the, the key is that uh, you know with with running in general, uh, you know we don't seem to recover as well or as quick as we did when we were in our teens and twenties. As we hit our thirties, forties, fifties, that uh, that's just kind of that proven fact, and we know that skeletal muscle strength will decrease by about. An average, an average, if, you know, if we take the, the normal sedentary person, about 10%, um, you know, each decade after the age of 20. So, you know, we think about that the 30 year old is about 10% less strong than their 20 year old self, 40 year olds, about 20%. You know, again, we can do things to reduce that strengthening, continuing exercise, you know, running that sort of stuff. But, um, but again, on average, it's about 10%. So, uh, if that's the case, then we know that we don't recover as well. So, there's a bunch of different options. I mean, you, if you if you look at the internet, you can see all sorts of things, um, you know, and and uh, you know that are d- designed to to not only take your money but uh, to you know, and I'm using air quotes here to help you recover and feel better. Now, some of them are absolutely truthful. Others are you know, just a, uh, you know, a problem looking for a solution, right? Um, You know, or a solution looking for a problem, Um, you know, whatever way you want to look at it in that particular case. So I wanted to highlight a couple of different things today. Uh, I'm going to talk about active recovery versus actual rest. I'm going to talk about uh, hyperbaric oxygen uh, in this chambers, uh, some stem cell stuff, cryotherapy, um, saunas, and then also compression therapy as well. And then we can, we can always talk about, some of the tools and things uh I, I always put a plug in for that vector uh, the vector t pin uh, just because i love it right I, mean, I just you get done and you just feel so good on it but um we'll save that for for a little bit later so what's the difference between active recovery and rest full on rest um this is where we get a little confusing, because some people say, well, uh, you know, I'm gonna do an active recovery, and I'm, or I'm gonna do an active rest. Active rest is when you're doing something, some sort of exercise that is different from the exercise that you've done previous. So if you are running, okay, and you want to go cycling, or you wanna go swimming, okay, on an off day from running, then that would be considered an active rest um, you know, using different muscles. We don't use the quadriceps as much in running as you'd think where you'd like, right? Unless you're running hills, uh, you know, or stadium stairs and things. You know, I get a lot of runners that come in and they say, Oh, my quadriceps should be really strong. I'm a runner. And and the reality is that the quadriceps only decelerates the lower leg when you're running. So it doesn't actually fire other than to allow the shin bone to not just like kind of fly out every time you extend the foot, uh, you know, with the follow through for that stride. So, with that, the quadriceps don't get a, as much strength from running as you'd think they would. So, if you were to cycle and you're using your quadriceps on a bike, you know, you're obviously getting a different muscle group there. Now, that may limit your participation in how you feel just from delayed onset muscle soreness in the next day. So, I don't. I don't encourage active recovery, uh, you know, for runners, you know, in cycling, you know, if you've got some sort of competition or if you've got something the next day, just because it uses different muscles and you may have some delayed onset muscle soreness. Not that those muscles are, you know, essential for running, but you may feel a little sluggish, you may feel a little tired. Um, but swimming, other activities that uh, that you could think of that, uh, that would be other muscles used, uh, any upper body activity, um, you know, could be considered an act of rest. Now, a full-on rest is when you just veg. You just do nothing. You're like, <clears throat> you know, hey, dude, I'm done. Uh, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm literally taking the day off. Uh, I'm going to go to work or I'm going to stay home and watch TV, read a book, you know, do whatever. Th- that would be considered rest, rest. And there, there really is no better Okay, it depends on where it falls into the micro-cycle, macro-cycle of what you're training for, or if you're just training for health and it just psychologically makes you feel better, right? I mean, everybody's different. So this is where you have to determine if you've done these active rest activities before, you enjoy them, it's probably gonna make you feel better. Uh, if you haven't and you're like, I don't wanna go for a bike ride, and yet my spouse or you know friend wants me to go for a ride, uh, I hate riding my bike, the saddle doesn't fit, whatever your excuse du jour is, okay? Uh, you know, that's where you may just not feel good about the act of rest and You may just be like, hey, you know what? Yeah, riding my mountain bike up the uh, the side of the mountain just doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. So I'm gonna stay home, uh, you know, and, and actually rest, rest, or do something else. And so that's where you've got to figure out what you want to do. But um, there is some interesting research that talks about exercise along with neuromuscular electrical stimulation, which is another topic, but um, exercise can be because of its angiogenesis, which is when we have muscle um, injury okay, or breakdown, what ends up happening is we get this degeneration, we get a little inflammation, and then we regenerate, and then you can get some fibrosis usually the fibrosis which is a hardening of the tissue is is remodeled just through activity Um, and that's what they're showing is that with activity you can actually increase the uh, body's ability to heal so if we're thinking about you know you've had a, a really tough training okay season maybe you ran a marathon maybe you're you know you've trained for boston here um, you know, right after Boston, you, you get done uh, and you want to do active running. You know, you're not mild, your mileage is not as, is not as high, um, you know, but what will end up happening is that there's some really good research that has shown that the, the active exercise can help with that angiogenesis, which is what reduces the... Uh, inflammation and then also reduces the fibrosis for promoting recovery and healing okay so that's there is something to it uh, you know by continuing the exercise now uh, we don't have a, a significant amount of information as to why but there is some some really good um, you know really good evidence to show that it does happen so again we'll figure that out here in probably in the next uh, you know 50 to 100 years maybe even less um, but just let it, let it be there that active recovery uh, and exercise can be something that can help, okay? Again, that doesn't mean you go out and run 200 miles, so within limitations, all right? So hopefully uh, you've got a good idea of what active versus just recovery rest is. So if we're taking that rest and you're thinking about, okay, well, I've, I've been hearing a lot about hyperbaric Chambers and oxygen. Okay, uh, what ends up happening is that with hyperbaric chambers and oxygen, uh, you know, the um, basically the it involves the exposure of the body to about 100% oxygen at a pressure, typically about three times the pr- normal pressure uh, that you would normally experience. And so, what ends up happening is it kind of force this oxygen into your body. Now. This is all well and good, and it does help with wound healing. It helps with uh, recovering. I mean, there's there's lots and lots of benefits. Um, you know, there, it can definitely make you feel better. There are some downsides besides the cost, right? It's mostly cost prohibitive for most people, okay? Unless you're independently wealthy and you're just looking for some means to spend your money, um, most people aren't going to have a hyperbaric oxygen chamber in their house, seen have seen a lot of celebrities that are going on this route, but they're very pricey, and uh, um, you know. And besides, then then you know a lot of people are sleeping in them, so they got these like tents and these chambers and things like that. Um, typically, your spouse or significant other isn't going to be sleeping there with you. If you don't have a spouse or significant other, then and you have the money, then go for it. There's 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 a lot of good benefits to this. Um, there are some downsides though, right? Uh, you can cause lung damage, uh, including a collapse of the lung because of that pressure that, you know, we're, we're, you're literally in three times the amount of pressure that you would normally have. You can get fluid buildup and, you know, even bursting the, uh, the middle ear, uh, in the eardrum there, right? I mean, you can, you can have these issues. So, uh, they aren't just one of those things that you just be like, oh, gosh, I could do this. It's oxygen. Um, you know, this is, this is something that the, you know, in the neonatal intensive care unit with babies, they really have to be careful with, and it has to be prescribed. Oxygen has to be prescribed because of the fact that it can damage the lungs. It can rupture the ears and, and, uh, and cause some significant injuries. So you know, you always want to be careful with this, but <clears throat> there is again some benefit to recovery. So, if you are looking to be at your optimal best, you're looking to, uh, you know, maintain perfect skin and have, you know, very few wrinkles and, and the fountain of youth. Um, this could be one of those things that hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Also, you know, again, if you if you're looking to 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 be at your best with uh, with your activity. Um, you know, again, another option there. It's just, it's really cost prohibitive, um, because of the cost. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars, depending on what your setup looks like. Um, next stem cells. So stem cells, what are stem cells? Well, stem cells are the cells that basically make up every cell in the body. Okay. Um, there's some, some interesting research that, uh, that they've talked about that they're, they're building, um, you know, we'll, you know, building animal collagen matrix around stem cells to reproduce meats and things that, uh, you know, we may end up sometime in our lifetime see a killless or slaughterless uh, meat, okay, where they're able to withdraw the stem cells from a cow, put them on this, uh, this collagen matrix grow them to whatever you want them to be if you want the perfect prime rib you want the perfect filet um you know you name it and uh, and they can do it without ever having to have killed the cow now you know again um, what does that do for, uh, for things, you know, farmers and whatever? We could go into a whole nother topic, and I'm not going there just yet. I'm just saying, very interesting, right? So we use these stem cells in the same way uh, with recovery. So skeletal muscle, as I talked to you about, you know, that we get into this, um, you know, degeneration, the inflammation, regeneration, and then the fibrosis. Well, stem cells, if we reintroduce stem cells into the body, Okay, for skeletal muscle healing, especially if there's a tear, okay, we reduce that scar tissue, we reduce that fibrosis, we regenerate into the muscle itself because muscle doesn't repair the same way Uh, bone does. If you break your bone, it forms a callus, it's the same structure, same osteoblasts, same everything. The bone looks exactly like it did before, maybe a little bit weaker tensile strength, but it All intents and purposes, looks the same. Acts the same. Muscle does not. So, if you have a muscle tear, uh, that's where we run into issues. So, stem cells could be a very viable way to help with recovery. Okay. Again, cost associated with harvesting stem cells. Um, I've seen, I've seen five thousand dollars. I've seen ten thousand dollars. You know, per injection. So. you know, again, if you wanted to inject the knee for the cartilage, um, if you wanted to inject the shoulder, um, or the hip or the ankle, again, you're looking at five to $10,000 per body part. Now this cost will come down. Okay. But insurances aren't accepted yet. So this is all, you know, this is all, uh, you know, you're putting it on your credit card or, or you're, uh, you're not taking that trip to, uh, Uh, to Bora Bora this year, okay, but that's, you know, that's okay, again, we've seen a lot of very, very good evidence to support stem cell therapy, okay, Uh, it's just a matter of is it something that can benefit from it? And we're we're seeing that a lot of the sports injuries, a lot of degeneration of the uh, articular cartilage of the muscles uh, can absolutely tendons can absolutely benefit from the stem cell therapy. So, again, maybe another option for you uh, if you're if you're having some discomfort, having some some pain and you're not recovering as well, um, you know, looking at the stem cells cryotherapy now. This, is, uh, this could be a, an ice bath, it could be uh, ice itself, it could be those cryo chambers. Um, why do we induce cold to help with recovery? Well, what it does is it reduces the inflammation Okay, Um, you know, so again, if you've got inflammation, inflammation is bad for the body. Uh, It it doesn't help the cells to regenerate. It doesn't help to, uh, um, you know, if if it doesn't get removed. I mean, it does. Right. So in its grandest sense, the, the inflammation is a process. It's designed to trigger a number of different processes in the body to help with regeneration. But if inflammation is left there too long and it's not removed, that's when it becomes bad. So we're talking about severe inflammation. We're talking about inflammation that's not removed. You haven't recovered, okay? And it's there. <clears throat> that's where you know cryotherapy will help to reduce that. So you get this inflammation, cryotherapy um, session, and reduces the inflammation, allows the regeneration of the muscles to occur, and then you know again you're you're on your way. So. Um, if we think about the, the way that the body works is that we have to have a load on the body that's significant enough to create a breakdown of the tissues. That breakdown of the tissues creates this inflammation. The inflammation helps with the regeneration and then we get this conditioning effect or we get this remodeling, um, and that's all normal, healthy. Right, so that's why we're talking about this recovery because that's what we want. Unfortunately, I see too many people that come in and they haven't gotten to this point. They've been work, 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 breakdown, 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 breakdown. We haven't gotten to the hey, I'm going to recover, allow for the remodeling to occur, allow for the stress to kind of come down a little bit, and then we're going to build back up. We see this break, 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 and 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 that's when people aren't coming in to see me for the ones that are already smart enough or are already educated enough i should say um to understand that uh, that sometimes it's better just to start working with somebody and then you know and then you never get to this point right so we said oh i wonder how i can you know fast forward and skip you know the, the learning curve uh, it's by working with somebody that, that knows how to take care of this stuff right so um so the cryotherapy, the cold, reduces that inflammation. Um, you know, again, it does have its own issues. You can you can freeze the skin, you can have issues there, so you always wanna be careful. Uh, if you're using ice and it's got water, okay, like an ice cup on an area, okay, that water creates this buffer, all right, that does allow the skin not to freeze, which is good. A chemical pack, you have to put a cover on because of the fact that, uh, you know, it may cause issues. If you're going in those cryo chambers, okay, they're really, really cold, but it's cold, but you don't have to worry about anything freezing to you or anything like that. So it's just, it allows the, uh, the blood flow to kind of go into the central core, takes it out of the extremities, um, you know your core stays warm but you know the rest of you the blood's pushed out so again it reduces that inflammation so that's how that works. saunas uh, saunas have, have actually been shown to increase performance. Um, you know they do get the blood flowing so it, it's a, a good way to get fresh blood into areas that uh, that may not be getting it so you know anybody that might have some sort of uh, uh, medical issue, whether it's a, kind of a type two diabetes, um, you know, some sort of circulatory issue, saunas have been shown um, to help with that by pushing blood, by bringing blood flow to the surface, but also just even in, in muscle recovery, uh, because what ends up happening is it brings this flush, it brings this blood flow throughout the muscles, you're heating up, you're sweating it out, um, you know, it helps to uh, just kind of bring in uh you know this fresh oxygenated blood to these muscles we've actually seen you know kind of this three to six percent increase in uh, in performance after sauna use uh you know so there's something that's that's definitely to that uh, you know so if you got a sauna at the house or if you've got a sauna at the gym um you know may not be a bad idea you know other than uh, going in and trading secrets and things like that because uh, I can tell you that a lot of folks that, that I've been into the saunas, uh, very educated people. I've met a ton of folks that, you know, that uh, I've gone on to become, uh, friends with business partners, all sorts of stuff, just because again, I'm an educated person, but there is something more to it than the, just the feeling of, of feeling good. It can actually increase the performance. So sauna is a good thing, right? Um, uh, you do have to, again, you know, watch your time limit in there. Don't be in there, you know, passed out. Uh, too much of a good thing is a bad thing like all of this stuff. Okay. So, so be mindful of that. Um, you know, if you do have breathing problems, asthma, you know, that sort of stuff, you know, again, you may not want to go in, um, especially if it's a, uh, a, a hot, you know, kind of the moist sauna, not just the, the infrared. Okay. So you have to be mindful of that, but Again, you know, it can have some some good effects. Um, you know, another thing, compression. So you'll see a lot of folks on Instagram, a lot of folks on you know social media, and they've got these big compression boots on, and they're saying, "Thank you, compression, so and so, for for helping me." Um, you know, and they got this thing, so they 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 might as well um, you know promote it and, and you know yada yada yada. But um, how compression works? So compression works to again reduce the inflammation. So. You'll see this in the feet, so anytime you are upright, you have what's called a um, a gravity assist of the venous blood flow down to the feet. So that's why they talk to you about trying on shoes at different times of the day, okay? If you've been on your feet all day, your feet may have swollen because of that venous pooling. The, uh, The blood's not getting its way back up to the rest of the body to pump through, okay? So you'll swell. So uh, in theory, what the compression boots do is they chamber, okay, um, much like the muscle pump in the calf. So every time you squeeze and contract the calf, it acts as a muscle pump. That's why, you know, they tell you on an airplane to squeeze the legs or, or pump the ankles so that it acts as a muscle pump so you don't get a blood clot. Well, same thing, uh, you know, with this, this chamber, it'll pump at the ankle and foot and then it'll release and then it'll pump at the... Calf, the lower calf, and then that'll release, and then it'll pump at the upper calf and lower thigh, and then it'll release, and then it'll cycle through. So it'll you know squeeze, relax, squeeze, relax through these chambers, these bladders, and it helps to promote the the return of uh, the blood to the body up to the heart, in order to promote this recovery or this healing. So if you've been on your feet, if You've been, um, you know, especially if you're an ultra runner, and you know you've been on your feet for you know 20-some odd hours. You'll see some folks will bring these along, and, and they'll have them at their their stops, uh, their aid stations. Um, you know, this is the reason why is it's designed to promote that that push of the blood back. Now, can you use stockings? Absolutely, you can use the compression stockings. Those work great. <clears throat> The compression socks you'll see a lot of running socks now compression socks again they work great they do they're they're um basically where they've got a more firm compression at the toes and at the foot and then it's it's graduated okay so that it's you know the reduced compression as it gets up to the calf so that the blood flow doesn't pull in the feet so again you can use those with your runs that uh you know again they're a little costy costly that they're not just uh, you know the least expensive socks and if you wanted to get seven different pairs again there's there's a cost associated with that but again could that be a benefit especially if you're running lots of, of distance uh, you know absolutely so that compression does definitely work um you know and with very little side effect right i mean um <clears throat> the only thing that could happen is if you put the pressure too high but most of them have a fail safe that you can reduce the pressure, so that if it does feel a little bit too much, you can reduce it, and, you know, and nobody else. Just be mindful of that. If somebody doesn't have any sensation, any feeling, chances are you're probably not running anyway, so that doesn't really happen. But you know, we do have to worry about that in patients that don't have any sensation. If they've got a neuropathy of using that because they can't feel what's going on, so uh, we always need to be mindful of that. Uh, some of the other recovery tools, <clears throat> you know, the vector T pin I talked about. Um, you know, again, you can take a look at. That uh, um, it's a uh, it's a it's a rolling device that uh, different from any other you know foam roller or any other roller that you've seen. Um, I like it just because it, it feels good. Um, you know, its design was was designed to get around the bony prominences so that it kind of releases that and relieves those, um, you know, but hits the muscles just directly around it. So if you haven't tried it, I highly recommend it. Um, you can use a regular foam roller. People have been using those for years. You know, that, uh, uh, if you need significant amount of work, you may just... You know, pay the uh, pay the money to go get you know massage therapy. Um, you know, good uh, good myofascial release. You know, a lot of folks will say that if you know, if you are already in trigger points or if you're already knotted up, you should probably go get the release done. Couple sessions, spend the, spend the hundred bucks. You know, a session. Go get that taken care of, and then continue to you know keep that at bay. By using the self stuff at home, okay, and some of these other things that we've talked about, um, again, it's up to you. It just depends on how much you want to spend. You, know, you want to spend three, four hundred bucks for a good myofascial release, where you release the connective tissue, get deep into those muscles. That's going to cost you. This isn't the fluff and puff, uh, you know, thirty buck, uh, you know, massage. That uh, that you just kind of get this uh, you know this person groping you. This is like the, the skilled therapist that's actually in there and knows where to hit all the spots. It's going to cost you a little bit more, right? So that's that's the thing you got to again. Is it cost prohibitive for some? Yeah, absolutely. Others go yeah, not even not even a blink of the eye and, and, and away you go. And and it, again, it could be some some benefit to that. So that is where I'm going to end today. Hopefully you find some value in this. Again, if you if you do, share this with your friends, your family, your training partners. I appreciate the uh, the folks reaching out to me. If you need to get a hold of me, you can send me an email at brian, B-R-I-A-N, at company5k.com. That's the number 5k, like the race, so 5k.com. I'll be happy to get back to you. I'm getting tons of emails, so I appreciate that. Lots of great questions. Keep them coming in. There's no question that's, uh, that's that's uh, uh, you know, too silly or whatever. Um, you know, we've got a lot of folks that's just looking for answers, and and, uh, and hopefully I can provide those for you. And uh, again, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review of these podcasts wherever you're listening to them, that would be awesome awesome. I've got lots of new stuff coming out. I've uh, got lots of new uh, new podcast episodes. I've got uh, some new webinars and things that I'll, I'll tell you about. Uh, I'm, I've been working behind the scenes to get a lot of stuff out. So that's why I haven't had a, a new podcast out in a bit. But uh, um, we'll certainly have more for you. I appreciate you being here and I hope to have you back real soon. Take care. Have a great day.